Today on Truths That Transform. We are engaged in a great spiritual war. It is a war literally for the soul of America. We are on the forefront of a war because this trans movement is now an assault on the youngest of children uh, at elementary school level. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. We as Christians are called by our Lord Jesus Christ to be salt and light in our culture. But how does that work in a culture as deeply mired in rebellion as ours? The first chapter of the Bible says, And God created man in his image. Male and female, he created them. As sinful and rebellious as human beings are, there has never been a time in human history when entire culture began to claim not to know the difference between male and female. But this is not a matter of simply disapproving of something different. It's not a morally neutral matter. The new transgender movement, while rebelling against God's design, is endangering children. On today's program, you'll see what's happening and how we should deal with it as Christians. We begin with a report on the gender ideology being inflicted on our children with our very own David Wright. We are on the forefront of a war because this trans movement is now an assault on the youngest of children uh, at elementary school level. When it comes to the public schools, they have been dangerous for a long time. There is a, a dangerous agenda where the political left, they're trying to steal our children, corrupt our children. And if you look at their agenda, it doesn't respect life at any stage and certainly not the lives of children. Recently, we're seeing a growing push to indoctrinate America's youth with radical sex education and gender studies curricula. These gender ideologues have infiltrated the halls of education with the goal of brainwashing some of the most vulnerable among us. Our children are being targeted uh, all the way down to the kindergarten level with new radical sex ed curriculum materials uh, that are now mandatory in every public school and charter school in the state of California. And many school districts in the Midwest have actually uh, been convinced to adopt it as well. The LGBT caucuses and political movements are so ingrained in the school systems from university all the way down to preschool and elementaries now that they will, they've created massive educational programs being pushed, by the way, by the Biden administration currently and minions below to teach children with publications and illustrated examples of the most personal things about sex sex acts like masturbation, they're beginning to teach five-year-olds now in the school systems. A popular social media account called Libs of TikTok has been in the spotlight recently for exposing the insane gender ideology that thousands of teachers are imparting on young school children. Watch as one teacher describes her interaction with first graders. 
This is my first year as I'm out as a non-binary teacher. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to think how to talk about it and how to make it pithy and catchy. I just read They, She, He, Me, Free to Be. I just read this book to a grade one class and one of the students came out as trans. To think that a first grader is capable of understanding the gravity behind a decision like that is beyond belief. Watch as another teacher discusses how she is quietly helping third graders find new gender identities. I am an openly queer teacher. Now, I don't stand in front of my elementary students and be like, I like women, but I wear a bi-flag watch band, bi-flag bracelets. Two students, two third grade students came to me and asked me to use they, them pronouns, and also asked me if I could tell other teachers this. One student in particular also asked to use a different name, one that is not gendered as what they were born as. To make matters worse, some schools are providing transition closets for students who want to hide their new gender identity from their parents. The goal of the transition closet is for our students to be able to wear the clothes that their parents approve of, come to school, and then swap out into the clothes that fit who they truly are. And I use the idea that this is like Superman changing in a phone booth. And so this gives our trans students the opportunity to be the superheroes that we know they are. But fortunately, some states are fighting back. Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, recently backed the Parental Rights and Education Bill which prohibits classroom instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity in kindergarten through third grade. Critics of the Florida bill labeled it as homophobic, calling it the don't say gay bill, despite the fact that the bill doesn't include the word gay in any of the language. And so you actually look at the bill and it says no sexual instruction in grades pre-K through three. And so how many parents want their kindergartners to have transgenderism or something injected into classroom instruction. But there's nothing in the bill that says anything about you can't say or this say. It's basically saying for our youngest students, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six years and seven, do you really want them to be being taught about sexual, and this is any sexual stuff, but I think clearly right now we see a lot of focus on the transgenderism. Despite the progress some states like Florida are making, other states are turning up the heat and overtly indoctrinating their students. The activists now want to get to the kids early and steer them along that path regardless of the parents' wishes. This is happening especially in California where the schools are lining up to uh, push the transgender agenda on kids as young as elementary school and try to cut parents out of the equation. Why? Because the parents are appalled. They know that that's no future for their child. I think that when you're talking about the transgender issue, you have to go back to what the most basic arguments are because it gets so clouded and crowded in the, the mainstream media. What transgenderism is, is when someone doesn't feel comfortable in their body. They want the gender dysphoria to conquer the person and they want the person to, instead of embracing their body and how they were naturally born, 
they want that person to mutilate their body. They want their, that person to change their body. And, and they're saying that they'll be happier. We all know that people aren't happier by physical things. They're happier when they get their mind ready and their soul ready. Also in California, some schools are beginning to offer gender treatment centers where students can receive transition treatment, all without parents' consent. In Orange County, the Children's Hospital of Orange County has a gender treatment clinic. And they are going around to school boards and offering them free counseling services. Parents do not know the harm this could lead to for their child if their child brings up gender questioning or questioning about their sexual attraction. They will be funneled in a direction parents may not want. Clearly, these dangerous programs are no longer under the radar. Parents around the nation are starting to take notice. Parents should be very concerned about sex ed today. People think they know what is in sex ed, but they don't know. Parents may be somewhat aware that sex ed is increasingly graphic um, and that it's starting at younger and younger ages, and all of that is problematic. In 44 states in America, there's a law called the Obscenity Exemption Law. And that law allows children to be exposed to porn, but only in schools and libraries. Parents are waking up all over the country because they're going into their schools. And what they're finding is if you look in your child's um, school database or if you look in the libraries, you're going to find very pornographic uh, sexual material. We don't want this pornography in our schools. Uh, we don't want our children to be taught how to, con this is the new trend, how to teach children how to consent to sex acts is now part of the school uh, curricula. According to a study published by the American Academy of Pediatrics, more than half of transgender male teens have attempted suicide in their lifetime, with almost 30% of transgender female teens saying the same thing. This push by the radical left to indoctrinate students into changing their gender is putting children in grave danger and needs to be stopped. There is such a danger to children because of the hormone therapies that they're offering. We even see like the state of California that are wanting to create a slush fund to offer hormone therapy to elementary school children and what they do then is they're sterilizing the children. Uh, there's no studies of long-term effects on children with uh, some of these hormone therapies. Uh, there is uh, evidence that many of these hormone therapies cause cancer. We already know that they sterilize these children. And then the idea is that they would create slush funds to, for, for the females to have healthy breast tissue removed before they go into puberty and that is akin to child abuse and I don't know how anyone can think giving hormones to prepubescent children and to actually remove healthy breast tissue from little girls or, or pre-teenage girls so that they can transition that this is a good idea. The long-term mental and physical, uh, and even lifespan uh, impl implications uh, are very, very serious. Children are right now the most vulnerable victims uh, to this new radical movement. And parents need to be responsible. They need to 
understand the reality and look at uh, the best and most responsible way to deal with this new threat uh, to the uh, health and safety and spiritual welfare of their children. Politicians and activists are filling the airwaves with misinformation about abortion. But our free resource, Quick Pro-Life Answers, gives you clarity on the propaganda, answering questions like, is abortion now illegal? What about cases of rape and incest? Why should nine unelected judges decide what a woman can do with her body? And much more. Download Quick Pro-Life Answers from our website today or we'll send you this valuable resource at no cost or obligation to you. Just call or write asking for Quick Pro-Life Answers to help you respond clearly and biblically. As you've just seen, our culture is descending into levels of degradation previously unimaginable. But the point of bringing it out is not scorn and ridicule. It's protection and salvation and transformation. The reality is there is a battle over the very soul of America, and we see the results of those who shun God growing and metastasizing. My pastor and mentor, Dr. D. James Kennedy, shares tremendous insight into this battle in his message, The Greatest Struggle. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of these United States, said, as we all know very well, at fourscore and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation. And here you will notice that he compared, metaphorically, this nation to the begetting of a child, a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal, and that we have been endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, today, we are also engaged in a great civil war. It's not a war with bullets and bayonets, but it is a moral and spiritual war that we're engaged in. The question now is not whether or not a nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. It's not a nation where we're having to decide whether all men are created equal. It is a war where we're trying to decide whether all men have been created at all. And there are many forces within this country today that would be very happy if we could remove those words from our declaration. There are some schools that won't let the declaration be displayed or read in classroom because it does attribute our rights to a power greater than the state and does declare that we have been created so that in history class, our students are taught that they have been created by a God who has given them rights. And in science class, they are told that they have evolved out of a primordial slime from some amoeba, amoeba 
that has given us no rights at all. And keep in mind that every time you hear about students being taught that we have evolved, you are hearing the sawing away of the foundations of this nation and the source of our inalienable rights. If we have been merely evolved from the slime, we have no inalienable rights. And the only rights we have at all, which are certainly not inalienable, are those which the government should decide to give to us, and which the government may decide at its own whim to take away as well. So we are engaged in a great spiritual war. It is a war literally for the soul of America. And it's indeed a very worthwhile fight to be in. Goethe said that the, the greatest struggle and the only struggle worthy of our participation in this entire world is the struggle between faith and unbelief. And that is the struggle that we are in today. Well, what can we do? We can, of course, exercise our vote. And uh, it's sad that there are many Christians that don't even bother to vote. They ought to. And you know, I think 100 years ago, a Christian, a dedicated Christian, could, could vote easily, just as easily for one party as another, I should think. But that is getting difficult to do. Why? Because the government in recent decades has more and more obtruded itself into the realm of the church. The government is more and more getting into all kinds of religious matters like this, which used to be entirely the prerogative of the church, just for example, the matter of abortion. Do you realize that in the early church, abortion, by the way, was very uh, frequently seen in, in the first century, that uh, the church declared itself that God is opposed to killing the innocent. They never questioned for a moment that the baby was a baby in the womb or outside it. In fact, the same Greek word, brephos, is used, whether the baby is born or unborn. And that the slaying of the innocent is something that God will punish. And now the government has simply come in, placed their imprimatur upon it, and said it's perfectly legal, and therefore most people say it must be perfectly all right. Now, who is obtruding upon whose turf? It is the government obtruding itself into the realm of the spiritual and the moral. We need to choose people and parties that take their stands on biblical morality upon which this country was built. More than that, we ought to be engaged, and your churches ought to be engaged in winning people to Jesus Christ. May I say, the last thing Christ said was to go and make disciples of all nations. And because of the fact that the church as a whole and mass has largely ignored and disobeyed that commandment, that we're in the mess that we're in. 
We have allowed unbelievers to multiply in our midst enormously, and consequently, we see all of these ungodly things that are going on, which grieve us. Well, if we had been there to win those people to Christ, uh, they would be on our side, and they would not be the people that we're struggling against. So, dear friends, we need to be faithful in witnessing to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you this in case you don't know it. In spite of everything that we see, we're actually winning the battle. Now you say, well, when I read the paper, it doesn't look that way. When I read the paper, it doesn't look that way to me either. <laughs> but thank God that uh, I don't get all my information from the newspaper. We're going to see a major sea change in this country and morality and decency and spirituality are going to come back into vogue in America. Hi, I'm Jennifer Kennedy Cassidy. As you just heard from my dad, the only way out of this current cultural mess in America is the Word of God. Our children have been taught they emerged from the slime as amoebas. It's no wonder that we see little respect for human life. And it should be no shock that many people are desperately attempting to invent meaning for themselves from within, whether that means changing gender identity or some other form of sexual anarchy. It seems as if the culture has descended into a kind of insanity, and it has, but it isn't random or accidental. It's driven by a specific God-denying ideology. It's essential for every Christian to understand the times we're living in and our newly published booklet, Gender Insanity, The Radical Left Reinvents Reality, will help you do that. Discover how leftist philosophy, which starts by denying God and his design for us, has taken us down a dangerous road toward cultural destruction. And a culture is on the brink of a true disaster when it no longer even knows what a woman is. Find out what it's all about and how to combat it with the truth of God in this booklet, Gender Insanity, The Radical Left Reinvents Reality. And if you're able to give a generous donation of $50 or more, we'll send you the booklet plus the new DVD, The Making and Meaning of Marriage, a special message from Dr. Vodi Bauckham preached at Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church. The left is trying to stage a revolution against God and against reality itself. Their revolution includes deposing God and remaking reality according to their own whims and desires. But it cannot work because God is sovereign and though the nations rage against him, he's the one who created us and defines reality. In this powerful message, Bodhi Bauckham undoes the false views of marriage and the nature of human beings that the unbelieving world has foisted upon us with disastrous results. Hear the biblical truth of God in a stirring and encouraging way in this exclusive DVD message, The Making and Meaning of Marriage by Bodhi Bauckham. That's the newly published booklet, Gender Insanity, The Radical Left Reinvents Reality, as thanks for your generous donation. And the book, plus the DVD message, The Making and Meaning of Marriage from Bodhi Bauckham, as our thanks for your donation of $50 or more. 
And as you give, you are helping us to stand for truth and defend your freedom through television broadcasts, books, and DVDs, internet resources, and so much more. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 877-962-7677. Or go online to djkm.org. Jesus Christ calls we Christians, his church, to be salt and light in this world. So how are we to be salt and light in a world in such rebellion to God's design that it even rejects a necessary connection between biology and gender? First, we must recognize that the transformation needs to start with us. The church is the hope of the world. Our pastors must preach clearly on God's design for us, on the need to repent where we fall short, and on the transforming grace that's available in Jesus Christ alone. We must reject false so-called gospels that downplay the seriousness of sin, that tell us we're fine the way we are, and that soothe us into thinking that God's desire for us is simply to be the most authentic version of whatever's already inside of us. That is a satanic lie. The human heart is wicked and deceitful, and we require transformation. Churches that soft-pedal or ignore sin are leading people into destruction. Second, we Christian parents must commit ourselves to God's mandate for the spiritual transformation of our children. Our job as parents is not simply to affirm whatever our children decide. And it's certainly not to help them base their lives on an illusion. The Bible tells fathers of children to bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. The Proverbs tell us, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Every parenting instruction in the entire Bible involves teaching the truth of God to our children. We have a deep cultural confusion in part because far too many Christian parents let the unbelieving culture disciple their children. And third, we must bear witness to God's design and the blessings that come from it. God made us male and female as a blessing. His gracious design is for our good and for our fruitfulness. Male and female are not things that someone assigns to us at birth, as gender ideology now says. They are inherent parts of God's very design for us. They make us fruitful and fulfilled, especially when placed under the Lordship of Christ. Much of our culture now revels in fruitlessness, from unions that cannot produce children, to abortion, to erasing the very notion of manhood and womanhood. But Christians should unashamedly hold God's design up to the world so that they will see children as blessings like the psalmist who writes, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. And so that they will see our marriages as they were designed to be parables of the gospel itself. Therefore, the Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians, A man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound. And I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church.
D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Pastor Ra Pacienza. Thank you for being with us. And here's a look at the next Truths That Transform. By wokeism, what we mean generically is somebody who believes and is endorsing SOGI laws, sexual orientation, gender identity laws, or whether it's critical race theory and reparations, all that gets under the category of so-called wokeness. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.